sound good talk how about that does that sound good it does i want to be very close to the microphone hi everyone hi oh my gosh i don't know what day it is out there but it's (laughs) definitely monday in here (laughs) emotionally speaking (laughs) it's a monday and i just want to take a second and shout out to like my most amazing friend neil leffler Mm -hmm. he got this Christmas gift for us. It's a Focus Right Scarlet like interface for our it's podcasting. It's an upgrade. It's a, we get two inputs, guys. <laughs> we, we were doing this with like a splitter, <laughs> and sometimes we used to share microphones. Like we made it work, and it was lovely. But it's so much better to have like two prop, like just proper he stuff. Did. I I cried. I have rarely cried when I've gotten a gift, but this one came through. You guys should check him out on Instagram. It's Big Tuna Neil. <laughs> he makes stuff. It's does. neat. It's very he paints cool. and makes the stuff. World, this boy is definitely your. He's gonna be your jam, especially if you like. I don't know, hand painted, airbrush, three D printing kind of kind of stuff. He makes like stuff on like music videos sometimes. It's really cool. Yeah. Thanks, Neil. You're pretty great, and we hope we sound decent. <laughs> <laughs> it also means learning new equipment, and we also we used to like do the thing where we had these like arms you saw them on the video podcast but when we started guru and i were in kissing distance of each other we were girl. so close. you could put like a hand you could feel each other's breath but now we have these little tiny mic and so but like we've you know it's been over a year that equipment was breaking down we had to like jam paper into the things so that it didn't crush the wood of the tables that we were recording at but what i'm saying is we've upgraded our equipment we have have cute little mic stands oh so nothing has to be wedged or wrenched we have three mics now oh my gosh so that splitter is still living the luxury i know we have two inputs thanks to neil neil is honestly the one who's really been our primary person to give us like cool equipment he's like a thoughtful smart gentleman and we appreciate him yes thank you neil again i just love it we we get to sit far away from each other if we want to <laughs> and if we wanted to have a guest we could have a guest guys mm-hmm. you guys want us to have a guest mm-hmm. i don't know Anybody want to be our guest? (laughs) Should we send that out into the podcast world? Mm -hmm. Who wants to be our guest? We had our first guest, Bethany, many moons ago. I am never editing And that that was lovely. We we talked about... Was that five? mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. She's amazing. It was lovely, but the technological stuff, the hoops that Tresla had to jump through. I am not an editor. I can edit your photos. I can graphic design like a dream. You faked it pretty well. It sounded really good, but it was very painful, and I understand that. I, it's true. <laughs> I'm pr- so I'm very proud of what we have here. Yes. I I appreciate that we hear that people listen to it, and it helps, and people are finding us on Spotify, and it's incredibly like affirming and encouraging and wonderful, and. Rachel is amazing. Talise is an amazing. Mm-hmm. People have been asking us, hey, are you guys ever coming back? <laughs> like, like, don't talk to us about that. <laughs> We're just upgrading our equipment, okay? So we don't want to like be all like in each other's, you know, faces every week. Mm-hmm. No, that's a lie. Mm-hmm. I promised I wouldn't say it, but I did. <laughs> well, promised. we're not trying to... <sighs> You know what we really need, though, guys, if you really want to be out there? We need new chairs. You want to hear this? Oh, of course it won't squeak at all. <laughs> like, it's 
very much squeaking. And we're so squeaking. It is squeaking, squeaking so hard. Oh gosh, guys, I'm so excited to be back. And so we've been, we've had some people reach out to us, and I mm-hmm. think, I think. Gershavad and I have decided we want to talk about, what is it, a journey of self-love? Yeah, so we want to, it's an ongoing, and we've talked about this from the beginning. I think we talked about this throughout season one, um, but I think it's important for all of us to be reminded that she is a journey. It is a bumpy ride. It's a moving target to like be in a place where you're doing well and feeling good about yourself and good about your body and all of those things are affected by your physical health your situation in your life your, your job path. your career yes. your relationships everything it's 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 yeah the journey of self-love is real and we're all I don't know. I don't ever feel like it's a pyramid. You know how the pyramids like where you just build on top of it? Sure. I wonder if it's more like a giant spider web where you just sort of like flail about <laughs> until you figure out like where you are because that's kind of my style right now. Right. Well, because it's not solid. It's not like you can put a building block and say like, I love this part of me and it's just that way forever because guess what, sweetie? Something is going to change. Your hair will fall out. Yes. No, like I'm your just... body will change. You'll get sick or somebody will say something terrible (laughs) whatever it is and so sometimes it feels like I am queen of the world and I have it figured out and sometimes it feels like I am starting from scratch and I know nothing Jon Snow like (laughs) you don't even watch I absolutely don't excuse when literally everybody was being murdered all of the nice people (laughs) were being murdered I was like Game of Thrones is not for me I'm a Lord of the Rings person where hobbits are cute like that's my jam Um, but back to self love it's not like a solid thing where you can like check off boxes and I've done a thing. It's flaily. It's very flaily. Did you ever go to water parks and yeah. there was the ride where there's those like um, lily pads, those floaty things on ropes, and then you had ropes up top? Yeah, so where you tried to like jump or like hold on. You would move across. Other walk. people were able to yeah, do they it. Just like they, they tinkled across. I was like, like <laughs> wow. immediately. Just immediately. One foot. It was like so far away. I don't know how anybody did it. Like, remember that one ride where you got on the slide and you just like fell? Uh huh. Oh, girl. Like, all the water comes out. I thought I was going to drown on that ride. I went on one of those exactly one time. It's always three seconds longer than you can hold your breath. (laughs) That is life. That is the metaphor of life. It is always three seconds longer than you can hold your <laughs> so what we're saying is we are doing our best there's a file on Tresla's computer that is just called be best <laughs> I don't know what it means can I tell I can tell you a story really quick please I had to make some very important phone calls I have a gorgeous beautiful client that I'm working with right now and they needed me to make some important phone calls to like government officials I'm sorry I'm not loud enough guys mm-hmm. um and I called one of, like, one of the senator's offices. Yeah. I, I was trying to spell something out mm-hmm. of an email address. And instead of saying, like, I think it was, like, A-K-A-R or something, mm-hmm. like, something like that. The, that I went, A-K-A-R? <laughs> <laughs> and I just sat there and I went, oh, God. Because talking is hard. And was oh, this God. on, like, a voicemail? Or could you... No. Oh, the person, person had to sit there. Like, All right, Vanjie, here I am. And the person on <laughs> the other line, thank God, got me. They just started laughing, and I was like, I don't know what happened, but apparently this is now spelled O'Car. 
it's a moment of human it's connection. Like I can't roll my R's, guys. I'm like, not going to do it because it will spike it our levels. It makes me so mad. You can pull back from the mic and do it. What Trezel is referring, and I wish I could. There's a specific you queen mean, that did it. You give me that as a Christmas gift? Oh, <laughs> See? That's what you <laughs> Just free. I sound like a, a dying will kill. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm drowning. That's uh, three seconds longer than I can hold really? Oh, okay. So we were talking about, anyways, confidence and self-love and body positivity is very much a moving target. And I don't know. We didn't want to like give excuse, whatever. We're not going to talk about it a lot, but like things happen. Life happens. It all feels like everybody is, things are hard and I don't know. We still want to be here to have this conversation. It still feels very important. Like, so we're doing this and we're... What's up, Prep? <laughs> Are you going to cry? No. I'm trying to think of how much... Cry as much no. As okay. Let's... In 2020, I have cried more times than I did in all of 2019. 2020 is a year. January's already been a year long. It's it has been. been. And maybe, you know what? Maybe your January's been easy. Quit rubbing it in. But ours has been a struggle. I don't hear about easy stuff right now. That'd be great. So when we talk... I'm going to go back now. Yes, please. Refocus. So when we talk about self-love, part of it is, you know, we make fun of ourselves. Mm-hmm. We find it out. But we find the joy in it. Mm-hmm. Is the flaws do exist. And I hate using the word flaws, but that's, I think, how we identify them as humans. Mm-hmm. So their like, flaws or their variations or, or their things that make you individual. Yeah. Oh my God. I love that. Mm-hmm. There are things that make you an individual. They are, there are things that are unique to you mm-hmm. and those things that are unique to you within your friend group, within your family, when whatever that is, is often looked at as a flaw is often looked at like down upon you feel like an outcast. You're not sure what you're going to do. And I feel like that's where you, for me, that's one of the beginning parts of find, like starting that journey of self-love. And Guru and I talk a lot about finding self-love and like that journey. We did it almost all of season one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, but when I we talk about it, for me, it is sort of designating that flaw or a thing that's different. What do you mean by designating? Or like finding it. Okay. Like finding Identifying it. it. Identifying it. Okay. See, these are good words. She's good <laughs> words on Mondays, guys. Um, what was the word again? Identifying. <laughs> Where I de- well, and, and I don't know if this is a good or a bad thing, but I used to watch a lot of National Geographic, and whenever they were like observing a, uh, a family of gorillas or a pod of dolphins or whatever, each animal would have identifying characteristics and sometimes they were scars there were little malformations or there were little spots mm-hmm. like that's how they identified animals as individuals and there wasn't value placed and like oh that's like the dolphin with that one like bigger fin <laughs> and isn't that gross and an unattractive dolphin it's like no that's just how they are and so when I thought of that because so much of we have to do all this work on our journey of self-love because certain individual things have value and some things are valued as good and some things are valued as bad. And so our struggle to like feel good about ourselves is to try and sometimes it's to get rid of those bad things or to minimize it or reframe what we think about it. Like if we just see things as if we were being narrated by that Richard Attenborough, is that the guy that did all the narration on the... I'm going to be honest, I don't know. 
<laughs> so but we're being narrated we're being narrated by that british dude that is familiar to you from whatever time you were listening to documentaries no bad. we're not gonna do it it's a terrible idea but so i think every we would we wouldn't have to work this hard to feel good about ourselves if we just kind of they were just things that made us us as opposed to the good and the bad things about us like that's what i hope to like come to is taking away all the like the negative and positive that like the all the reaction to oh, just the things that big word, though. you're right so that's a big goal some maybe the big stuff so for instance my skin okay. has always been i have like on my arms like my little bumpies like some people call it chicken skin it's key it's uh it's just a lot of keratin in my skin it's speckling there's a scientific name <laughs> but while it's a thing where I'm like, ugh, and my skin is very like speckly and reactive. I have freckles. I get like little, I'm, I get, I blush and it's very, it's whatever. When I am measuring myself against uh, like the beauty standards that we have now, those are all bad things. Those are things that need to be airbrushed and minimized and scrubbed off with a freaking steel wool. But when I try to step back and think that's just how my skin exists that it tells me if I'm unhappy with things it allows me like the freckles and stuff is my skin's way of protecting me from the cruel cruel sun <laughs> will burn me if I'm not careful with it like it's not that like oh uh, my skin is like gross and speckly and splotchy it's just that my skin is my skin and it's a certain level of translucence and so that's what it is so how do you so okay that's part of the acceptance right mm -hmm. so we've accepted but how do we start loving that like how do you as someone who has this thing that you think is a thing mm -hmm. i don't think it's a thing mm -hmm. she thinks it's a thing um mm -hmm. which is fine it's her thing mm -hmm. she can have it you guys let other people have their things <laughs> well, to be clear, I picked a very benign one. Like, that's not a big deal. It's a little bit of a big deal. Okay. That's when I met you. When mm -hmm. I first met you, it was a very big deal. Mm -hmm. It was. Well, we and talked about covering your arms. Mm -hmm. We talked about. All, and it was more than it just being big. Mm -hmm. It was always. This was part of the inclusion of that. So mm -hmm. when she got over that, there was still this thing. Sure. So just let people have their things. But mm -hmm. my question is, is so in this beautiful example you've given us. Mm hmm that's acceptance you've accepted why it's there you've accepted that it helps you you've mm -hmm. accepted all of these things when do we start loving it Did we start it well, we can start loving it by recognizing the ways that it gives us pleasure. Like my skin is a big part of, that's how you accept touch. That's how, like when you put a really nice lotion on and it's like soft and it smells nice. Like, and this only works if you have a weird thing, but I feel like this also maybe counts with like stretch marks and things like that. And like scars, things that are very different for you by just changing the way you think about them. And we've talked about if you can't like love it, like hell yeah, I like love mm -hmm. these spots on my arm. Then it's like the spots on my arm are like, okay, like they're fine. Like it's changing the way you're talking to yourself about them. I used to be very self-conscious. Like when I shave my legs or anything like that, you can see all of my little hair follicles. Like my skin is never a uniform color. There's like the little spots in the veins and then everything else. I feel like you see, this is gross. This is gross. It's not gross. It's fascinating <laughs> to me because I never, I don't, I don't know. Cause nobody else, you guys see a spoiler alert. Nobody else cares. <laughs> I've, I've seen 
seeing you naked, friend, and mm-hmm. it never occurred to me to stare at your hair follicles. <laughs> but, you know, because those commercials where they're shaving. You mean and the one with their airbrush? The, sure. Okay. Or they're made up or it's in lighting or whatever it is where women would like, sh- and they're like the lotion, God forbid you watch a lotion commercial and the women that are like perfectly tanned to like this beautiful caramel color and they're like, we legs are perfectly smooth. Brush but this is the, I don't, I don't want. Let's we'll make you all uniform. No, <laughs> I don't want to spend the money on it. It's a bullshit standard is what I'm telling you. So and that's where self-love starts, guys. You realize that you recognize bullshit standard. <sighs> that not even the models on TV can even like live up to. Mm-hmm. And then I, I don't know. That's how I do it. Yeah. I, I okay. So tell me yours. Did out loud, and I was definitely interested. <laughs> this is sarcastic. I was about. definitely interested. Wow. <laughs> I didn't mean it No, you didn't. I trust you. Okay. Okay. No, for me, it's it's always been my stretch marks. Mm-hmm. I've had them from growing too mm-hmm. fast. Um, I at one point I was the tallest kid in class. Mm. I don't know what happened. <laughs> I ate all my vegetables yeah. just to be very clear all of them I did good job I did I was a good kid um but no I didn't grow any taller but I what I grew too fast so I had a lot of stretch marks in different places I have even like in the fluctuations of my weight I'm very self-conscious about like when they show I mean you know it's on my arms mm-hmm. in different places. I have them on my boobs. I've got them and I'm so self-conscious and I've looked at like laser treatments. I've looked at microneedling and what could be done here. And mm-hmm. like, as I age, I'm like really freaked out about the idea. I don't, I'm not a fan of getting Botox. So I've been like obsessed with almost anything else. Mm-hmm. It, it, my skin is also my own issue. Mm-hmm. Like it's very strange when no one else, like Inger Shabed, how do you feel about my skin? Your skin is incredible. I've never met a person with softer skin. Like on her arm, it's crazy. And see, I don't see it that way. And that's, and see, so that's, and, and so when we talk about self love, me, maybe we should, like, we talked about talking ourselves like we were a squishy little animal. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. talked about all those things, but uh, the biggest journey, I, I think if we think about, we, I need to love myself. Well, mm-hmm. yourself as a whole is this giant, like, thing full of emotions and nothing. It's many giant layered, yes. There's of lots of aspects to it. Emotions. <laughs> and, and I really love artichokes. They're so pretty. Um, but we have all these emotions wound up, and if we're trying to work on all of them at once... I find that it has to be a gra- in order for it to stick like mm-hmm. anything else it needs to be gradual and choosing something that matters to you because you know somebody say you choose all of them you're like I'm gonna love myself today I love myself I am feeling myself I am looking good and you go out there and one person's like you ugly mm-hmm. like I don't know why someone would tell you that and if they do I'm so sorry you're gorgeous mm-hmm. let's reset that but say they do well if you have started that journey of self-love, you don't reset all the way back to zero mm-hmm. because you've worked to a certain point. If you go too far with all, like it's too big picture. Okay. I feel like speci- starting to specify and starting to build things about yourself that you love, very specific things, re reinforcing the things that you already know you love about yourself. Like if you're someone who just loves their eyes. Mm-hmm. Really reinforce it and then move on to the next. Mm-hmm. Whatever your next thing, and just keep reinforcing. Soon the self love will like, and we're talking about physical self love at this mm-hmm. point. Wow, mm-hmm. that sounds dirty mm-hmm. too. 
Physical self-love. You guys just take that in for a second. <laughs> Sorry, your mom. <laughs> She's so fine. <laughs> no, I started getting nervous that your mom listens. <clears throat> no, I, I think of it that way. I think that if we do it piece by piece, sort of break it down, like whether it's you really love your feet, whether you, whatever you love, and if you love nothing about yourself, well, Start somewhere. Mm-hmm. Love your big toe. Mm-hmm. Like love, love your toenail polish. Love. As when I was at my like least happy with myself, I it was shoes and it was purses. Like we talked about, like when you feel like your whole body is wrong and like everything is hideous and clothes don't. You're you're you've been told that you are supposed to look a certain way to be beautiful and you certainly don't because your body is the wrong shape and clothes fit you a different way. It started with shoes and purses and then it became like nails and things like that that are very specific and small um and it was like i became obsessed with earrings for a while because oh you don't I loved collecting her earrings when right. she got rid of them well and i because i was it was a hardcore i was like the rest of my outfit was very bland i had like my hair in a bandana and everything was pretty like blonde nothing super form-fitting but it, you knew it was fancy if i had some dangly earrings and i had animals and i had colors and i had stars and i had sparkles like that's what I did to like this makes me feel like it's fancy and nice like find that thing maybe for you it's glasses maybe for you your hair can do really incredible things but also as so, so I mean we'll eventually get there but also as you begin this journey of self-love be willing at some point you're also going to sort of outgrow mm-hmm. because you've loved sure it. You've loved it, and now it's time to sort of grow up and mature in that love. Right. Well, like, I almost never wear earrings anymore. Yeah. I can't be bothered. You know what? She stopped wearing that bandana, and her hair is bright pink. Yeah. You know? And, and it's it's stuff like that. I remember the biggest thing was when they finally made a strapless bra mm-hmm. that fit my big old bitties. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. My life changed. Mm-hmm. It was like a whole door open to new clothes I could wear yeah. all the time. And Tresla did a lot of maxi dresses, and many of them were like the, the tube tops yep. that you needed or like the Strava halter or whatever. Grishov had really changed the way I dress. Now, I like my goal now is to just being able to find the perfect jeans, which mm-hmm. I'm still, I mean, Target's the closest I've found. Mm-hmm. Thank God for that jeans blind are universal a nightmare. Thread. Yeah. That was really eye opening for me. But God, we just keep talking about everything else. Self love. Yeah. So what are, like, we pulled up a website. Sure. We wanted, to, and I guess, so we keep talking about, like, oh, at the beginning. But what I'm saying is, like, sometimes you have to reset. Sometimes mm-hmm. you feel like you're restarting because something changes. And I guess we want to talk about the fact that that's sort of happening with both of us in some ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and not that we are this, like, apex of, like, success with self-love. But, like, we've talked about it a lot. It's a big goal of ours. Like, I'd like to think that we have, we're here we've to do. a long way. We're here to do like some like of the work life. for you. That's part of what. What I hope to do is to like set down some groundwork so that it's easier for other people. And yeah. so we found this um, website that had some interesting thoughts on like, if you feel like you've come a certain way, but you find that things aren't working, like what are some signs that you're not loving yourself so much? Yeah. Or that if things aren't going like, well, I do love myself and you have some of these characteristics, maybe like, well, maybe you need to change. You need to change up what you're appreciating. You need to change up how you're taking care of yourself. You need to change up what you're, what you're doing to like celebrate. You're if like, you're doing the same old thing, right. Well, cause if you're, you know, routine, while it's nice you do grow out of stuff mm-hmm. and so maybe this is like i'd like to call that maturing since we're maturing. using fun cool words mm-hmm. like 
what did we use earlier? Identification. Identification. That's a fancy <laughs> word that I can't seem to remember. You know, maturing, changing up. Mm-hmm. Wow. These are, these, no. These are all National Geographic talk words. About and I'm proud of dialogue, us. Which we've done really well, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, which has gotten us through some fun, fun times. Mm. So you will find yourself, I mean, I did it. I, when something happens, say you lose your job. Mm-hmm. You lose your job. Your self-worth, your self-love, your self-love journey sets back. It, yeah. it, your your identification of who you are, you know, identifying, um, gets also set back. And so what do you do? What do you do in these circumstances? Or, or do you even recognize it? And so when we pulled it up, we're like, well, what are some signs? And I think that's what it said. It said developgoodhabits.com. What are some mm-hmm. signs that show a lack of self-love? And they said being withdrawn, mm-hmm. constantly stressed out hypercritical of yourself and others brusque brisk brusque brusque Brusque, like cranky reactive moody with others she's Mm -hmm. my dictionary (laughs) feeling untrustworthy lots of self-doubt worry more about failures and accomplishments only follow never lead feeling loved and unlovable feeling and, unloved and unlovable and those are kind of where i mean that, those are just the some of the signs that they so that gave us. like this particular website and at like these are also uh, symptoms of like anxiety like with being withdrawn and not participating in things that used to make you happy these are just signs that something is like wrong something is not balanced in your life and you're not feeling good and sometimes that's because you feel terrible about yourself and your physical situation or you are struggling with the loss of a major defining situation like a job or you moved or you've like dropped out of school or changed majors whatever it is being withdrawn being very stressed out feeling um unloved and unlovable the only follow never lead tells me it's like i'm insecure about my ideas and whether they're good enough and i'm smart enough so i'm not going to speak up well let's talk about it from a i mean we're fat girl perspective let's Mm -hmm. talk about it from a body perspective Mm -hmm. what are some of the reasons or times you've been you know withdrawn Oh, girl, please. Yeah, until the age of, we're going to call it like 26. I I didn't want to be seen. I was withdrawing. I wasn't engaging in social interactions because I assumed that other people wouldn't like me. I assumed that other people would think I was like gross and unattractive and basically unworthy of their time. So I was not going to put myself out there to then be rejected. I expected to be rejected. So I stayed quiet and withdrawn and didn't engage in that stuff. I learned how to do things independently on my own so that I didn't risk other people telling me I wasn't good enough because I thought I wasn't good enough already. I didn't need that confirmed. And I I did mine because I just, I felt like everything around, I was wrong. I was Mm -hmm. wrong for thinking it. It was like, I I felt like I was being looked down on Mm -hmm. because of like, no one could see outside my shell anyway. Mm -hmm. So what was the point of even trying? Mm -hmm. So I I was, that was, you know, I know it sounds more like depression, but Mm -hmm. at the same time, that's how I withdrew. Mm -hmm. I withdrew just like why, I mean, I would only fight when I felt like there was a need to be to fight Mm -hmm. but for the most part when it came to being seen at all you know the leader of the pack like do you i remember one of my scariest questions in school when on the first day of school when everyone you know let's talk around the class and ask a silly question like you know what's your favorite cartoon my scariest one was what is your favorite food what are your favorite oh 
tell me. Scared me to death because, first of all, you're being put on the spot. Mm-hmm. Second of all, you did not fit into that 90s, you know, really tiny mm-hmm. Mandy Moore. You know, Talking about like, food as a fat kid is, yeah, it is, it is fraught with anxiety. Oh, God, it was so terrifying. And here's the thing. Luckily, my favorite food still remains my favorite food, but... It was always like, and it and it and it fell into a category that was fat appropriate, guys. Mm. Salad, but I actually love it. I mm-hmm. just didn't, you know, potato salad also counts as a salad. <laughs> let's just be clear. <laughs> and so the it was stuff like that. So the second one they say, so I, if you guys have experienced that, just know that you're not alone. Um, well, it's like a cue that like, hey, maybe I want to do something different to like be nice to myself. And if you're trying to find your self love there. Part of that is, I don't know, what did you just point out? Oh, I want to talk about being hypercritical of yourself and others. Okay. Well, I was just going to finish I know you're going to finish that sentence. I tried to be quiet and point out it. this is wonderful. Just talk, just talk it out. Girl, I'm here with you. Being withdrawn, if you guys are feeling withdrawn, part of that journey of self-love is, is, start, is because you probably aren't seen. Mm-hmm. And you want to be seen. Mm-hmm. Find and that's that's why we tell you like find the thing that you're okay with people seeing and grow from there. Mm-hmm. It's sometimes the physical really affects the mental and mm-hmm. it's so crazy. Yeah. Okay. Constantly stressed out. I don't think either one of us need to go into that. Does anyone? Anyone? Who's in not constantly stressed like, out right now? Well, but if you're constantly stressed, there are a lot of things that could be wrong. I don't know that that's fair to attribute. That just means that like things are not working well. Like you do need to be, if you're in a situation where you're constantly stressed, like be gentle, be nice, figure out how you can manage some of that stress. Um, yeah. So you want to talk about the one that you were pointing at? So being hypercritical of yourself and others. This is a major one that I have noticed. A, I think it if you are somebody that's super hypercritical and judgy, it reinforces this idea that other people are judging you. Like why wouldn't we are inherently sort of like selfish and self-focused beings Mm -hmm. like the idea of like metacognitions, like human beings were the only ones with like awareness of like, I think therefore I am like I am. And so we have this incredible brain and it is only natural that we, would sort of associate what we are doing and assume that like much of the rest of the world is doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. That's just how reality, if you're in a room and it's only blue, you assume that the whole world is blue because that's all you've ever seen. And so if your brain is one that's constantly like nitpicking and judging and being hypercritical, both of yourself, but also other people, you're sort of perpetuating that judgment mm-hmm. and I think only making things harder and more sort of miserable and unhappy. Like I am somebody that loves to be catty and shitty privately on my own. But when I was doing that, excuse me, more unchecked, it also, that negativity was very much internalized. And so I think it goes vice versa. Like if you can be more compassionate, kinder, more gentle to like the people around you, you will find that that happens more for yourself. And it also allows you to see that like not everybody is doing that. Mm -hmm. Um, And so you can sort of relax a little bit. See, when you're hypercritical, it kind of feeds into the other stuff. Um, and, And I was. And I still am in some ways. I mean, we all are. And it, you're, I, I'm talking through this out loud. But when I think about it, do you want to hang out with someone who's super critical of mm-hmm. you? 
Do you like to hang out with someone who nitpicks and yeah. all the things you do or talks to only bad talks the people around them? Like mm-hmm. how often do you want to hang out with that person? Now, if you're that person, even inside, you're not hiding it. It, it doesn't yeah. matter. You, people can, people who know you or people mm-hmm. who are, they can see it. It's clear as day. You're not great at hiding. You're not. You, you'd be the nicest, sweetest person in the world. You're not hiding it. Someone is seeing it. And it will, it does, it sort of mirrors itself back on you because pe- the loneliness that you don't want to do, the being the constantly stressed out, being withdrawn, mm-hmm. it's going to feed into that. It's mm-hmm. like they all sort of, they all, these are, these are all friends with each other, mm-hmm. you know, being brisk with others. Well, if you're hypocritical, of course you're going to like be nitpicky or quick with others or mm-hmm. snap at someone else who's not in your way. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's, I mean, doesn't create friendship and love. People who love themselves rarely need to be rude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's they fair. They don't need to be rude because they've, they're either not in the situation. They've already seen themselves out of the situation mm-hmm. because they, or, and outside of family, family is a whole other, a whole other topic. It's, it's a rough one. Mm-hmm. Y'all need a therapist for that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, but you don't, when you love yourself, listening to others, or not listening to others, you still don't really need to be rude. Like, you're just like, ha, ah, thanks so much. Sure. I, and you know how to move on. Like, it's it's very, you don't burst. Right. Because you just held it in. Yeah. And you have an you're just like, what about me? It, I think that it feeds into that hypercriticalness. And then feeling untrustworthy. That's another one here. That's about self-esteem. Like, if I think that I am useless or not smart or not pretty or not lovable, mm-hmm. like, of course, I would assume, like, other people shouldn't feel those things about me. I don't... I'm trying to think where I started really strong with that statement. So, feeling untrustworthy... I know, I know. You went somewhere. I could feel it. Like I was like, well, it's I was the idea. Of, it and I'm like, hello. When you're with somebody, and maybe I, I feel like I did this a lot more in like high school, but like sarcasm and self-deprecation was like the language of our generation. It was all this like I'm terrible or whatever, and like nobody should. And so when, when you are saying that about yourself and feeling like no, I'm not worth, I'm not worth being trusted and valued and loved and cared for. The idea of it being untrustworthy is an interesting word. And I guess we're just processing. This is just a random website we found and that's okay. But it's this idea of if I and myself don't feel like I'm worthy, then other people that tell me I'm worthy, I disagree with them. I don't value their opinion and their input. Like I'm just going to be sabotaging any hopes of better like relationships. Oh no, no. The key word there being worthy. Mm -hmm. If you do not feel worthy, then you don't feel worthy of trust. You don't feel worthy of other pe- other people who tell you what they feel about you mm-hmm. would. I mean, you've, you've seen people who you can shower them with compliments. You are so pretty. Yeah. Your mm-hmm. eyes just glowing. Look at that hair. Oh, my God. And it's momentary mm-hmm. because they're un- they, feel untrust- they feel untrustworthy. And that doesn't mean that they don't trust themselves only. They also, it, it comes out outward again. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't trust other people yeah. that they're telling them the truth because they don't feel that way. So that worthiness is key when mm-hmm. it comes to self-love. It's a good place you to You need start. to, yes, because you're worth it. 
<laughs> what makeup company is that? <laughs> like, oh, I hate that they co-opted like, that. Like heads up and it's oh, grounded. Dare we? It, that, that part of the. Um, and then we talk about lots of self-doubt, which we just talked to worthy. Yeah. The self-doubt, and then worrying more about failures and accomplishments. There's people who are afraid of both. Yes. Well, and we so often when you're not feeling about yourself, you filter out the mm-hmm. positive information in the world, and you focus on the negative. It's the same. It's like like attracts like. If you are unhappy and feeling unworthy and feeling crappy about yourself, you're going to look for things that affirm that. You're not going to look for things that refute that, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> like if I'm feeling terrible, but I get this like amazing grade on a paper, I'm going to go, oh, that was an easy paper. Not, I did really good work. I'm smart. I worked hard. I worked really hard on that paper. And even though I made a D, mm-hmm. I know how much effort and strength and uh, I put into it and then I'm proud of that. That was yeah. one of the hardest things for me mm-hmm. is being proud of my failure <laughs> and stop calling them failures. Sure. I had to stop calling them failures. I had to, I had to start call like Thomas Edison, you know, mm-hmm. everyone's like, well, how many times did it take him before he made that beautiful light bulb that we're all blah, 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 blah. And, um, and I sit and I think about that and I go, you know, we, we could call it failure, or we could call it tries. We can call it whatever we want, but mm-hmm. I had to stop calling it failures because when I would get really upset at myself or something would go wrong in my life, I would then mirror it back and say, I'm a failure. Mm-hmm. I'm a failure. And I don't, I, I'm not a failure. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I may not be where I believe I should be, but I am definitely not a failure. Neither are you guys. Yeah, that sweeping Ooh, gesture yeah. of like, because something is going wrong, everything is terrible is super unfair. Um, Ooh, only follow, never lead. Yes. So that just speaks to confidence. Like the idea of being able to speak up in a classroom or a meeting or a group of people. Mm-hmm. And however you say it, to say like, my idea is worth something. My initial thought was my idea is worth more than everybody else's in this room. That's like a hyper confidence that like maybe that's really cool and badass. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also the idea of like learning to speak up because you understand that your ideas and words have value. Two words, group projects. Oh boy. <laughs> oh man. I was such a follower in group projects. I was like, everybody else had the idea, but it was also the insecure part of me that was like, if it's my idea and it fails, that's my fault. Yep. And, or, or how about this one? You're the one in the group who redid everyone's work. Oh, girl. Or you were the one who did everyone's work because they didn't show up and you were so scared to mm-hmm. disappoint the teacher mm-hmm. or tell. Or too scared to confront the person about not doing their part of the project. That was a big one for me. That ended in high school for me. Let me tell you about sophomore year of college and class <laughs> when I literally pulled a man out of his bed and said, don't show up. Oh, my God. I will give you my portion of the F and your grade will fall and you will fail this class. Mm. And he got his ass out of bed, showed up and presented his part without any problem. Nice. But it was not, it did not, here's the thing. The thing about leaders is you do, you put yourself out in front, you do put yourself out for failure and you, all these things constantly stressed out. People are hypercritical of you. People will be brisk with you. People will stop trusting you. People will have doubt in you. These things do exist as a leader. And that's where self-love comes in is where you're like, I know that I'm good enough for this. Mm -hmm. I know that I am worthy of this. I know that it's not them, but their insecurities. I know that this is stressful. Mm -hmm. I know that if I withdraw, I'm not going to accomplish my goal. 
So I did that sophomore year of high school. It was a media class. We had to present a brand new TV channel Mm -hmm. and everyone had a like a show that they had to pitch and Mm -hmm. his was an animated one about a skunk or something. He had chosen. (laughs) Why not? No problem. What you choose. Just put your heart into it. Just be there to show up. We'll make it work. I'll make it work together and I'll make it come together. We have a theme. We have a thing. You have your confines of whatever you need and just make it work. And he, every group meeting is like, oh guys, I'm real tired from practice and I just can't show up. No excuses. How dare you? Facebook. He was out partying the night before, you know, and Mm -hmm. all that stuff. And you're going, what in the world is happening? And I got so irritated. I just sent it like I did. And this is back when the flip phones are, I opened my flip phone. I T9 the shit out of that text. Uh, uh, it took like four texts. So you know that cost him 40 cents. That's amazing. Because 10 cents a text, guys. Mm-hmm. And told him. And I told everyone in the group, I'm like, I'll do it to any one of you. And I expect you guys to do it to me. Because <laughs> we hold each other accountable. And we did. And I will tell you, he never missed another meeting. Mm-hmm. He always now He never spoke to me after that. <laughs> unless he had to. But boy got an A in the class. Yes. And he got an A because we won the project because we're the only group where everyone showed up. Nice. And so leadership does come out. Don't be afraid to lead because honestly, the people who don't show up aren't people you want in your life anyway. Mm-hmm. They don't. They're not hard workers. They are not on, they're not on your level. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds really gross. Sick, it's a, well, we're nice. on a, now we're in like a motivational speaking realm. Yes. Okay. Only follow, never lead. And then feeling loved and unlovable, which we just really talked about already. Sure. Love yourself like you would love your puppy. Is that, That's is that a good nice. One? Yes. Love yourself like you love. We the need cuddles. We in need time. Or the ocean when you trees. first see it. Sure. Love yourself like a cool glass of delicious watermelon chunks. I well, that's know. another that's another way to like check in and see if that's changed if your amount of like feeling lovable and valuable. Um if it's gone down, if you find yourself wondering why people are friends with you, wondering why people would want to be around you, like notice that you're telling yourself that. And if you've never done anything but that, like you deserve better than that. Like let's work on that because you are lovable and wonderful. How do you work on that? Um, you work on it by reminding yourself of your value by being around people that are kind and gentle and maybe it's family, maybe it's friends, maybe it's um, using some positive affirmations in the mirror we've all seen that you don't video do that. You do something else i don't that's really good she what does I, something else that's really good i love how you like it i like, like i didn't gotcha. trap you no you tell me it, i was like oh tell me no so uh, we've talked about it before where i'm an extrovert she's mm-hmm. an introvert so mm-hmm. for me going on sometimes i don't have we don't have the luxury of people mm-hmm. we might be new on sure. this and we chased all of our people away mm-hmm. or we might have moved we might have moved or people are just unavailable people mm-hmm. are getting to know us blah 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 people can't be involved in this. Mm-hmm. So when you feel unloved and unlovable, you need to do something nice and caring and loving for yourself. Mm-hmm. And so for a long time, if I called Gershabed and she had, had a particularly bad day, she was doing her nails. Yeah. And she could not text because she was doing her nails. <laughs> she could not engage. The only thing that she could do was do her nails and watch TV. Mm-hmm. 
and it was her thing. And then you knew she had done her nails because she had taken a photo and then bragged about her nails. Oh, absolutely. Um, whether it was, it did not matter on what social media platform she had decided to do it, but you knew it was happening. And I, as one of your friends, mm-hmm. knew that I was like, oh, she's, she's nail time. to take care of herself. And so it, that's a very small example for me. I paint. Yeah. I paint or I find a problem that I want to like, un, like pick apart and like sure. reconfigure or a graphic design. Mm-hmm. Or, like, I well, design something. Or maybe you can cook or maybe you can do mm-hmm. a stupid puzzle. We talked the last podcast. We were doing mandalas and like coloring is something small where even though it's not actually effective, you're not solving any problems, but it's the activity of completing a task successfully, no matter how sort of mundane and who cares? It's just, it's not like you're fixing any problems, mm-hmm. but that feeling of like, I did it and I got it done, getting my nails done, choosing a color that made me happy, um, finding a, a new, yes. And seeing them all the time. Cause I've always been in jobs where I'm like typing notes all the time and I'm like, I'm looking at my hands a lot. And so that was a tiny little boost where like, if nothing else, my nails are cute. Like even if I, as a whole person, am a pile of garbage today, that's never true. But if that's what I'm feeling, at least my nails look good and they make me happy or at least my earrings are cute or my shoes are cute or at least my I've made myself a delicious lunch like whatever it is that's one thing that like no this is of value for me today yep those earrings were huge for me hearing mm-hmm. the tinkle tinkle while I did yep. yoga mm-hmm. I think I talked about that and everyone's mm-hmm. like why are you wearing earrings in yoga I'm like I like the sound yeah the it's sound a nice reminder. makes me happy or for me it was wearing my hair down fixing my hair was a big one mm-hmm. Wait, your, yours was nails mine mm-hmm. was fixing my hair it was always fixing my hair into new styles it was tedious and it was long but at the end I was like oh it's cute mm-hmm. it, some I mean I went through a period where I didn't have a whole lot of friends and mm-hmm. it was very difficult and feeling unloved and unlovable means that you need to find an outlet where you express your love to yourself mm-hmm. that also sounds dirty <laughs> Wait. <laughs> masturbation doesn't get to own all of the self-love things or it can that may make you feel very listen whatever it encourage it releases this. endorphins <laughs> It's fine. It's I a healthy quilt. relationship with your body. Quilting. I used to quilt. I used to mm-hmm. sew. I remember I went on a huge kick where I decided I wanted to make bikinis all the time. Mm-hmm. Or I wanted, like, whatever it is. And that's the coolest part about loving yourself is you can change it to If you're like me where you're, oh, I'm really into this and now I'm not into this anymore. Now it's this new thing. And there was once I was like, Tybo. Mm-hmm. God, I was so obsessed and it gave, made me feel so loved to, like, mm-hmm. pretend like I was kicking something all the time. <laughs> and then it went into like collecting uh, dishes like I didn't know what I was but whatever it was it reminded me that this was valuable to me and therefore I this time that I spend doing this lets me know that I am valuable Mm. that what I'm doing is valuable that it matters to me what I do instead of just sitting in it Mm -hmm. and doing it I do something active to take care of myself these are just like starts to journeys of self-love it is hard to find and there's no like right way to start it's just sort of jumping into the pool whatever you are successful at starting is what works and for those who are scared of the pool it's you know I don't know jumping into a ball pit can you jump into a ball pit (laughs) you absolutely can you know or jumping into your bed Mm -hmm. (laughs) full of pillows sure (laughs) well I'm trying to think making that first step yeah is, it's is huge and it's a big deal hard but that is how you start though it is 
It is how you make yourself recognizable as you to you to be appreciated again. Because you're no longer the person you were in the past. Mm -hmm. You have no idea who, who you might be in the future. But right now, you can choose to get to know who you are mm -hmm. from moment to which is cool. Because I am an anime. What are you? I'm an anime loving nerd girl who loves damn near everything. Oh, except boy. Can't stand. And when it comes along, I'll let you know about it. Mm -hmm. So basically, in a super opinionated woman. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. yep Absolutely. We can just call me that. Hello. Well, and uh, I'm just aware of the mouth sounds that I'm making now. Um, I, oh no, no thank you. Um, I don't know how I would, like it changes so much. There's things how that, would you describe whatever. Right now? I'm like, a, I'm like an anxious nerd that's like doing her best. An anxious nerd who's dating. Yeah. I am. Um, so that's part of. We're gonna talk about that another time, you guys. We have three more minutes. She can talk about dating, right? Uh, something. I mean, it's just the update of dating every episode. So let's go, because I'm living vicariously through you since I'm not. Mm hmm. You guys, there are people that just want human connection and love. Um, I'm. I guess I'm. I'm. I'm wrapped my, around like myself. Locked her heart with her arms. Well, because so it's not always successful, and it has brought up a lot of doubt in me about the worthiness of like. Uh, Okay, when a dude won't text you back, that's my biggest thing of like when I don't hear from somebody for a while, I get really quickly into fixating on like it was something I did, they don't like me anymore, what can I do to fix it? And I get really freaked out and I get really obsessive and I almost never do anything about it because I am at all times aware of not looking crazy. But you know what? Sometimes you gotta get crazy. Like I'm trying to manage she's my reactions better. When she's crazy. <laughs> I don't when crazy. Uh, but so that when we talk about doubt, the moment I like think it's been like a good connection, a good conversation, a good date, and then somebody doesn't respond to me, mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, for sure. I like said this one thing and he thinks I'm terrible and he thinks I'm gross and I'm never going to find anybody that likes me. And you know, like you get into this stuff and luckily oh, that that's mostly, uh-huh. Well, and it's also lots of self doubt, like feeling interested. More about failures than accomplishments. Yes, because it takes a lot of energy to be doing all this. Like, I absolutely cycle through all of these things when when we have a blow to our self-esteem. And I think originally I was like, that's not what dating is for me. I'm going to be an immobile fortress of constant self-love and confidence. But the whole point of dating is that you make yourself vulnerable, yes. is that you give, you allow somebody into your or Fort Knox of feelings and allow them to root around in there and do whatever they please. Well, okay. But like, you know, Theoretically, the layer, yeah, like the top layer of like doing what they please. Sure. And I'm, it's not like I've been devastated. You guys like, I'm okay. Everything's fine. I've managed. So, I've had a couple moments. The outside perspective, she, it has been, this January has been just incredible in watching <laughs> as my friend went from someone who was like Fort Knox feeling you can't to like, you know what? I'm trying this. Mm -hmm. And she tried. She tried and she went and I stood there with my mouth agape. <laughs> who are you? This is my friend. <laughs> this is incredible. This is awesome. A couple points I was just like... <gasps> 
Sure. And I called her and I was like, are, are we, are, am I okay with this? Like, am I good with this? And she's like, you are good with this. And I'm like, okay, then I'm good with this. Because I had, I just, it's been, it's beautiful. And I know you say this, but it's just been beautiful because in the last four weeks, you have gotten to know yourself mm-hmm. in a way that you have not in years. It's mm-hmm. like you took all the things that you believed and you finally just decided, I'm going to start practicing them yeah. out loud at someone else. Well, out loud at someone else. As Here's the frustrating loud, thing. Back in my face. Right. Well, because there's a lot of growth and things you can do as a human, completely internalize it on your mm-hmm. own. But there are some things that you just cannot without bouncing it off another person. And I was very frustrated, like many of the podcasts prior to this were like, why won't anybody let me learn these things by letting me bounce my feelings off of them? Mm-hmm. Like learning about yourself and how you work in a relationship is a really important part of being a person. Learning about what you really, really Yes. Think. Yeah. And what works and what doesn't what requires another willing person. Yes. And I've found a lot more willing participants. Are they of the highest quality and like, no, per- they're, not. No, they're not. And you go through <laughs> the because here's the thing, I don't think I'm going to be very clear, and I've said this to you before. Mm-hmm. Her, as as someone who's very close in your life, because I, I'm allowed to see you so mm-hmm. often, mm-hmm. you are a damn prize. Mm-hmm. You, the whoever lands my friend, and like, and I say that in the most beautiful way. Whoever has the ability to win her heart over as their significant other is possibly one of the luckiest human beings on this planet. Oh my God. Thank you. And I say, and I know that sounds like I'm totally in love with her. I'm totally protective <laughs> of her. So if you come for her and you're not, <laughs> you I will say have to deal with Tresla. I will say things because I will be hypercritical of you <laughs> and others. I will be brisk. I will be untrustworthy. I will not withdraw or stress. It's very, well, and in reality. And I will lead. I will lead the charge in reminding you why you don't deserve my friend. And and here's the thing. If she chooses you, then I don't have a choice here. Because you must be worth something because I trust her. Mm Mm-hmm. But I, I appreciate I know that, friends. I am. I'm so. I know we every episode we talk about your dating. Mm-hmm. So I'm very excited to update everyone. There is an actual update. It's There's really one, exciting. She's dating. That is the update, and it's a good one. She's dating, <laughs> and she's successfully like learning. Ooh. And it's been amazing because she's she's living through it. Yes, and I'm experiencing honestly, it. She says that now, but this is because she just got off work. It feels after work voice. <laughs> <laughs> future and one of the things I'm working on within the dating thing is like actually being a little bit more rude like uh, taking up the emotional space mm-hmm. we're not going to talk about it right now we're at our well, time at the time well we still have like a, few, a minute in the beginning we have to edit off okay um but it's this idea of being being rude or having a more genuine reaction and I say that because often my instinct is to like manage my own stuff to protect the other person's feelings that's just how I was built Mm -hmm. and while that is really pleasant for everybody around me that often means that I'm like frustrated with no uh, outlet to that and so sometimes when somebody is mean or rude on a dating app I should tell them they're mean or rude I shouldn't just unblock them and slink away and internalize that so you're saying you should lead and not follow I should lead should be living out loud yes and you should I should speak my truth there you go See, well, and it's, it's okay. Self love. It's okay to make people mad at you because you deserve to tell somebody that they've done something wrong. So, yeah. 
No, I, I can't say that better. I just want to hear how everyone else feels. It like feeds into their own journey of self-love. That's mm-hmm. what I really want to know. Like, I know we keep reaching out and, and we have people who write us. I want to hear from almost anyone I can mm-hmm. about how, how do they love themselves, you know, and treat themselves well. How, what makes them shine? What mm-hmm. makes you feel loved? What, what, makes what you is feel your loved? nail painting day? Oh, oh okay. That's I want to hear about that. Hair curling day. Like exactly. Me. Exactly. And we, I want to end this. I know I want to end this with an affirmation because we have so many girls and people who listen to us. And so, and everyone I believe struggles with this. You have to mm-hmm. reset it sometimes. Yeah. But I do want to end with an affirmation. Gershavid said she'd make one up. And so I'm putting her on this. Um, well, it's not my. I was going to just get a generic one offline, but she says no. Mine. Because there was more. <laughs> the first one that when you started that sentence was, I am enough. I am enough. I am enough. Guys, say that to yourself today and for the rest of the week. Because I feel like that's one size fits all with like, whether it's financial, romantic, Whatever, like, I am enough. Like, I, you need to believe that so you don't hate things. I am enough. I am worthy mm-hmm. and I am enough. Mm-hmm. That's really good. Thank I like you. That. Thank so you. you guys say that to yourself all week. I am worthy and I am enough. And we'll, we'll check back in in a week, right? It's going to be a week? Yes. Okay, it's in a week. We're going to... We're setting an intention. We're setting an intention. Also, we're going to be setting a day that we will be releasing every week so that you guys can be... We can be a little bit more dependable. We're working on being consistent. We love you. Thank you. We do. Love you. Bye. Bye.